up until 2019, there was a unique unspoken rule that dictated who wore the male seiyuu that could have an opportunity to make a solo debut. For years, only seiyuu with at least 7 years of career as a voice actor could get that golden chance that now can be obtained almost right after making a debut in the voice acting industry. So why was that happening? Did it make any sense? Who were the seiyuu making debuts following such rule? These and more questions will be answered in this episode, so let's kick off this episode of Seiyuu Lounge. Welcome to Seiyuu Lounge, I am your host Vanessa and today's topic is the old unspoken rule. Seven years of career equals a solo artist debut. Once an unspoken rule, now something that no longer happens, truth is that most solo artist debuts up until 2019 were of Seiyuu with seven years of career as a voice actor. Why was that? What led Male Seiyuu to make solo debuts at that specific milestone? Why doesn't it happen anymore? Let's cover these and more in this episode, so do stick around as you and I learn more about this fascinating topic. The unspoken rule. Either you have 7 years of career as a Seiyuu, or you won't make a solo artist debut. Since the early noughties up until 2019, Male Seiyuu approached their endeavors in the music industry with a lot of care. They would only make a solo debut for three reasons. Either they wanted to cash in on their popularity, give back to their longtime fans, or if they really loved music and wanted to venture to that field. Becoming a solo artist wasn't almost like a requirement nowadays to be taken seriously as a voice actor. And thus, Seiyu's intentions back then were, in a way, purer. But at the same time, you and I don't know how many Seiyu back then avoided becoming singers because they feared failure. Traditionally, Seiyu would typically venture into solo careers after completing seven years of work in the voice acting industry. This unwritten rule gained importance within the industry and proved to be successful. And why was that? Before the seven-year mark, it was uncommon for Seiyuu to make solo debuts, primarily due to the substantial amount of time required to establish a solid repertoire of voice acting roles, whether in narration, anime dubbing or other forms of voice work. This practice seemed somewhat restrictive, since it restrained exceptionally skilled Seiyuu, who also possessed remarkable singing abilities from pursuing their solo careers. If they had been given the opportunity earlier, they might have achieved stardom by now, who knows? At least I believe that some Seiyuu could have done their solo debuts a bit earlier, but the same could be said about some other solo debuts that could have been done a bit later. Nevertheless, there was some rationale behind the seven-year rule. Seiyuu gradually build their careers, honing their skills and establishing themselves over time. 
After a certain point, they had little left to prove to others. The seven-year milestone allowed Seiyu to progress from lower ranks like F and D to solidify their positions in the higher ranks such as C and possibly even B. If they were fortunate and gained popularity, they could ascend to the prestigious rank A, earning recognition from the Seiyu industry for their talents and extensive body of work. If this last part is making your head spin around, don't worry, there is an episode of Seiyu Lounge all about the official Seiyu ranking system. If you are curious about it, I recommend you checking out episode 8 of this podcast. Returning to the subject at hand, when Seiyu reached their 7th anniversary, it meant not only their proficiency as voice actors, but also marked the beginning of a new venture in their careers, venturing into singing. This transition provided them with a new challenge and an opportunity to captivate their existing fanbase, many of whom were curious about their vocal abilities, especially as singers. Do know that this was totally valid as 2D music projects were not as common as they are right now. There were little to no chances for fans to listen to their favorite seiyuu singing. Now, the story is a little bit different and thus, things have changed a bit. So is there a right time for male seiyuu to make a solo debut? Well, Determining the ideal moment for a Seiyu to embark on a solo career can be quite challenging. There isn't a specific time frame in a Seiyu's career that is universally regarded as acceptable or normal for making a solo debut. It will depend on the Seiyu, it will depend on their exposure. Some of you will say that the right time to make a solo debut is whenever Seiyu start becoming popular. Others will say only after having a solid career as voice actors, while there will be others adding that only if there are good opportunities for them. So believe it or not, all are valid reasons, and there are seiyuu that have experienced those. Japanese voice actors are considered the most complete entertainers out there. Right off the bat, most seiyuu are already really good singers, not to mention really good voice actors. So they can basically make a solo debut whenever they feel like it. In recent years, the path towards making a solo debut has become less predictable and logical. It has become nearly impossible to anticipate which seiyuu will embark on a solo career next. A good example of that was how I did not predict the solo debuts of Kentito and Tomohito Takatsuka in 2022. They made solo debuts coming from two completely different points in their careers in terms of popularity and experience. Since 2019, even seiyuu with limited experience and minimal exposure in anime, games, narration and other media have made solo debuts. But at the same time, young seiyuu talents with a lot of experience as singers or with a passion for singing get their chances to shine earlier, something that may be good. At the moment, I believe there aren't enough examples of male seiyuu making really early solo debuts, 
to serve as a measure of if making an early solo debut is a good or a bad thing. So far, Gakuto Kajiwara's solo debut has been successful, whereas Jin Ogasawara's, for example, hasn't managed to attract much attention. I reckon that with more male CEO making early solo debuts in the coming years, you and I can revisit this episode and check if that is positive or negative to a CEO's career. But back to what I was saying, this shift from making a solo debut after 7 years of career as a voice actor to making a solo debut whenever you want can be attributed to the present day trend where Seiyu merely needs to be associated with a popular 2D music project to actually give it a try. In some unusual cases, appearance and looks have also played a role in some of the solo debuts. As I discussed in episodes 46, 47, and 48 of Seiyu Lounge. Male Seiyu that actually made a solo debut on their 7th anniversary as a voice actor. So you have Kensho Ono, Soma Saito, Daisuke Ono, and Hiroshi Kamiya as the male Seiyu that only made their solo debuts when they already had more than 7 years of career as voice actors. You actually have more CU like that, but these are really good examples. They made their solo debuts when there weren't big expectations for CU making a solo debut. They had no pressure because they were already well established as voice actors, some of them wildly respected and recognized in the field when they decided to give a shot at becoming solo artists. It was a low-risk, high-reward type of situation for them. If they failed to have a successful debut, they still had their fans to count with. Most would, for sure, purchase their music, at least initially. Let's not forget that there are some Seiyu fans that only appreciate the voice acting activities in anime and games and are not fans of the music endeavors of their favorite Seiyu. So some of these male Seiyu became solo artists because they wanted to repay their fans. Others wanted to give it a try and branch out in their careers to establish themselves as versatile entertainers, while others wanted to do so with the aim of sharing with their fans the music and lyrics they write as well as their passion for music. Was it a good or a bad thing to have that 7-year rule? Personally, I believe it was a good thing for the most part. This career progression, apart from the time-based restriction with the 7-year rule, appeared to follow a natural path, considering the Seiyu's development and growth. Seiyu start out with the aim at voicing characters in anime series and games or do narration, after doing a considerable amount of work in their desired field of work, getting their first important roles in them, they slowly add more work to their repertoire. And as they get that work and does more exposure, their fanbase starts growing. The more work they do, the more they reinforce their stance as reliable, talented voice actors or, in case they are active as part of the cast of 2D music projects, that they are skilled singers. And only after that exposure would it make sense to make a solo debut. That is the safest path 
towards becoming a solo artist. There's a big risk though, if say you debut late in the industry, if this 7 year rule is the one to follow when they get the chance to make their debut as solo artists, it may already be a bit late for them as they will be way older than the desired debut in the late 20s. I'm the type of person that doesn't take many risks and I don't mind playing the long game, so I'd say this is the path that makes the most sense to me. However, I can see the benefits of making an early solo debut. Say you are younger, fresher, more excited about voice acting and singing. Fans can, in a way, feel closer to them as they may be closer in age. They will be young, so they have a ton of opportunities in front of them. Making a solo debut may even open the doors for younger or new Seiyuu to attract the attention of 2D music project creators, ending up bringing them to those projects. Sometimes there are young or new Seiyuu that are genuinely talented and earnest about becoming singers. They want to do it because they love it, not because of popularity or an extra paycheck by the end of the month. Although that still plays a role in making them decide to become singers. So if a Seiyuu makes an early solo debut disregarding that 7-year unspoken rule, they can have a successful career all the same. So I can see the positive points in here. And with this, you and I wrap up this episode of Seiyuu Lounge. As you can tell, for years there was this unspoken rule that made it so that male Seiyuu only ventured to a solo artist career after 7 years of work as a voice actor. This came with its benefits as well as its cons. Seiyuu made debuts a bit later in their careers, but they had better chances of becoming popular or having long solo careers. Now things have changed and that rule seems to be no more since 2019. Seiyuu now make solo debuts if they want to and with music labels that are more than willing to take them under their wings. Some have experienced success right from the start, while others have had a lukewarm reception. Only time will tell if any of these approaches to the timing to make a solo debut for Mail Seiyuu will be the correct one. So now tell me, were you aware of this unspoken 7-year rule for solo debuts among Mail Seiyuu? And do you prefer Seiyuu to make solo debuts when they want to, regardless of their popularity or when it makes sense for their career? Let me know in the comments on YouTube and remember, leave your comments as complex or as simple as they may be and you can be featured on upcoming episodes of Seiyuu Lounge. If you enjoyed this episode and don't want to miss the hand that feeds HQ's weekly mail Seiyuu and music-related content, hit the subscribe button. And if you are listening to this episode on a podcast listening platform, please consider following this podcast and leaving a review. Leaving a review is really simple and helps other people find this podcast and fall in love with my LCU artists and 2D groups. I'll return next week with another episode of Seiyuu Lounge. 
Thank you for listening and see you guys around.